0: On today's show, the Dallas Mavericks get a third win in a row without Luka Doncic. What did we see from the Mavericks in the first quarter? What can we carry on? And what happened with some of the role players? We'll talk about that and more on today's Locked on Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks, ah, Mavericks. NBA champions. He it. It's good, and the Mavericks have won the game. Thank you, if you don't believe, you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. Welcome, you are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show and making Locked On Maps your first listen each and every day. We are free and available on all podcast platforms every day, as well as every post game. All podcast platforms, including YouTube, but the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day and to comment anything below. Let us know what's one reason why the Mavericks beat the Kings tonight. There's a bunch of different reasons, but... Let us know what you think is the reason the Mavericks Mavericks beat the Kings. Really good win. So we're going to let it ride. Kyrie Irving traded to the Mavericks (laughs) 3-0. Okay, one game he didn't play in. We'll count that one, I guess. Dallas Mavericks get the win, 122 to 114. It was one of those games where you just look at it and you're like, okay, well, the Mavericks had a 20-point lead for a while, and then the Kings started making a comeback. And in past iterations of this Mavericks team, I think you would have seen them fold. I think you would have seen Mavericks teams in the past fold in situations like this. Or Luka would just have to bail them out. But the Mavericks had an incredible uh, end of the first quarter, which is how they got the lead. Let's start there. Mavericks got the lead because, all right, five minutes and 50 seconds through the first quarter. It was 19 to 13. And it was they were like, okay, we're just hanging around. They're just hanging around. Little little bit of a lead. And then all of a sudden, two minutes left in the first quarter, 35 to 19. <laughs> like a blitz. Just a blitz from the the what I guess is now going to be the bench guys. Christian Wood, incredible in that first quarter. Scored all 13 of those points in that first quarter. You had the offense was just running. Like, they were moving the ball around. The ball movement. The guys getting open. The guys doing stuff off the ball. The second game in a row, we've seen this Mavs offense in the first quarter come out and just look different. Like, there were cutters. Christian Wood had two incredible passes to guys that were cutting down the lane. Hardy hit a step back three as the capper at the end of the first quarter. An incredible, incredible offensive quarter. The Mavericks score forty five points in the first quarter, and that's kind of what they needed. They, that's all. That's all they really needed. The rest of the game, uh, the Blazers or the the Kings made a little run at the end there, but the Mavs just needed to get out to that big lead at the beginning. And Kyrie took two shots. Kyrie took two shots in that first quarter. The first quarter was not about. Okay, Kyrie Irving coming in. Let's play this game where he isos. He's one of the most efficient isolation scorers. The Mavs offense is all isolation. The Mavericks have been running stuff. These last two games, especially in the first quarters, two 40-point first quarters in a row for the Mavericks, they've been running some ex- some, some other plays. We're seeing some stuff actually formulate, and you kind of wonder if having a veteran guy like Kyrie that's been around, that's been you know in, in big playoff games and things like that, if he can kind of coordinate these guys a little bit better than some of the other players we've seen on the Mavericks. It's kind of wild to see how different this team is. And just they feel empowered. Something that a trade can a trade like this can do. The word championship is starting to be thrown around. Not like, hey, we're gonna win a championship. There's no guarantees. There's no but they're like, yeah, like I think we can win a championship from from the team and the players. Like Lucas said today, that's my goal. And so and like they're That being said, there's a confidence in this team now. You make a trade, you get another All-Star starter, a guy that is galvanizing the locker room, and now everybody's pumped. Like everybody's pumped in this team now. They they were so uh, stagnant, and they were so just. uh, Here we go again, back to zero and seven without Luca this year. You know, he was just so stagnant. The offense, even even when Luca was out there at times, you're just like, all right, guys, standing around. Luca bail us out. This trade has just changed so much stuff in two games. Josh Green, super empowered. Super empowered, Josh Green. Um, Christian Wood's motivated. That first quarter from Christian Wood was incredible. We'll talk about why he didn't play down the stretch a little bit later, but that first quarter was incredible, and it's because of the ball movement. It's because of the opportunities that were given to him. The guy's cutting. He hit him on those two incredible passes. He hit some open threes because guys were moving, and he had some open shots. Man, that was an incredible first quarter. They, <laughs> Dwight, Dwight Powell went out with two fouls early. He had to sit for a little bit. JaVale McGee came in. He played some great minutes. I thought this was JaVale's best game of the season. <laughs> JaVale McGee. I need the drop. Come on, where's the drop? Where's the drop? JaVale McGee. Wow. I mean, like, this team was different. This team. This team looked different. This team is built different, even though it's essentially the same parts. That's what a trade can do, right? Because now now you have two things, right? You have the confidence of a guy like Kyrie Irving coming in. Like, all right, we got another guy. We got another guaranteed all-star type guy. And so we're all going to step up. But then there's also, we traded two role players that are playing that were playing 40 minutes a game. Dinwiddie and Dorian get traded. They were playing 40 minutes a game for the Mavs. Now all of a sudden, guys have to step up. Bullock has to step up a little bit. Josh Green has to step up for sure. That's been great for the Mavs. Jaden Hardy. Theo Pinson's playing some more. McKinley Wright. Like you got these guys that are motivated because they got things to prove in the NBA still. It's kind of nice every once in a while. Now, it will look different in the playoffs, right? We're just talking about right now. But to have some guys that are motivated coming off that, that bench, regular seasons are long. It's hard to find motivation night to night. It's hard to find motivations to do a podcast night to night after, after Mavericks games, let alone go and actually play the games. But the Mavericks are finding that. These guys are finding their motivations. Hardy's like, I'm ready to play in the NBA and prove that I'm an NBA player. McKinley Wright's like, I'm ready to prove that I'm an NBA player. JaVale McGee's like, I'm ready to prove that I can play on this team. Dwight Powell, Tim Hardaway, they're, they're still doing the same thing. But they, they, they even look more energized. Josh Green's like, I'm going to prove that I'm a starter and you're not going to miss Dorian Finney-Smith. I'm going to prove to this team that you're not going to miss Dorian Finney-Smith as long as I'm here. As long as I'm here, you're not going to miss him. Now, personally, I will still miss him just as a person. But... With his play, Josh Green's been incredible. Seventeen points, seven assists, four boards, hit a couple threes. Just he's he's bringing the ball up more. He's handling the ball more. And Nico Harrison gave him an incredible. I think I think an incredible like vote of confidence. They you know reported. We'll talk about Nico Harrison's comments a little bit later this weekend when Isaac comes back. But he was asked about you know another third ball handler. Are you looking looking the buyout market. He's like no. They're like, who's your third ball handler? And this is what he said: People forget about Frank. I got you. I got you. You know, I got you. No, he didn't say that. He said, you know, Josh Green's stepping up for us. Josh Green's becoming that third ball handler for us. I did not have Josh Green point guard or Josh Green ball handler on my bingo list at the beginning of this season. Let alone like when he got drafted. That's just not the player he was. We knew he could. We knew he could play make. Right. We knew he could 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 pass the ball really well. We knew he was an incredible passer. We didn't know he had like a little dribble stuff, like off the dribble moves, floaters, the you know drive to the rim and stop, and the Harrison Barnes jumps, and then he gets fouled and goes to, the, goes to the free throw line. We didn't know he had that. And like all of a sudden, now that it gets added to this team, you become more dynamic. You add Kyrie, you add Josh Green, your starting lineup becomes more dynamic. All of a sudden, you have these starts that the Mavericks have been having. It's been awesome. The ball movement's been great. The Mavericks... With uh, when they got that big lead in the first quarter, two minutes left, or let's just do the first quarter. In the first quarter, the Dallas Mavericks had 15 assists to 18 uh, made field goals. That's not a Mavericks stat. Like, the calculus has now changed. Isaac and I had all these rules last year, like, all right, they got to shoot this number of threes, they got to shoot, they got to, you know, not lose the offensive rebounding battle by this, they have to do, you know, we had all these rules for the Mavericks, and the rules are being changed now. They're being rewritten. It's different for this team now, and I'm so excited to see when Luca comes back. Hopefully, Luca comes back Saturday or today, whenever you're listening to this, and uh, we get to see Luca and Kyrie together. But for this game, another game without Luca, I honestly think it's been kind of kind of good for this team to play just with Kyrie. A bunch of dudes have to step up. You know, they get acclimated with Kyrie, and then all of a sudden, Luca's going to come back. And does Luca have to get acclimated to this team now? Is that is that where we are? Has this team played well enough? Wins against number three and number six in the West. Kings and Clippers. Let's talk about that a little bit next. Let's talk about. Do, does Luca have to get acclimated to this team? The answer is probably no, but we'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Rocket Money. Rocket Money is an app that can help you with your subscriptions. I, I have tons of subscriptions. I subscribe to something on uh I was playing Nintendo Switch this weekend and they have these things where you can download NES games and like Game Boy Advance games and N sixty four games, but you have to subscribe to like an online thing. And so I did a seven day trial, and I'm probably gonna forget about it. To be honest, <laughs> I'm probably gonna forget about it in seven days, and then all of a sudden I'll see a, a charge on my bill and be like, "Wait, what?" You can avoid that kind of stuff with Rocket Money, formerly known as True Bill, it's a per, first personal finance app that helps you find and cancel your unwanted subscriptions. Monitors your spending helps you lower your bills all in one place. Go check it out. Stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoneycom LockedOnNBA. That's locked on rocketmoney.com/lockedonmba. Again, rocketmoney.com/ locked on nba. All right, Isaac Harris, let's keep talking about the Dallas Mavericks team. Again, you are locked into the Dallas Mavericks. Five day a week Dallas Mavericks podcast, including every single post game. So if the games are on Saturday. We'll still do an episode like I'm doing right now on a Friday night. So let's talk about this team. Is does Luca have to acclimate to this team now? That'll be fascinating to see on Saturday. But this team's playing well. The thing that I think uh, hurt them in this game, it, the offense ran out. Like the offense ran out. They 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 were great in the first quarter. They did they played incredible. And then the offense just slowly, by quarter, by quarter, by quarter, ran out. You got to have one more guy. You got to have one more guaranteed guy. And guess what? They have that guy. They have him. They have him coming back. And he's going to be able to carry the offense when Kyrie's not out there. And, uh, and play hopefully play in a little bit of a different way. Lucas said it himself today. I'm going to have to get acclimated to playing. You know, I can play off the ball. This is what he said. I can play off the ball. I'm going to have to, you know. Get used to it and work on it because I haven't played off the ball since my rookie year. <laughs> That's what he said today. It's true. Be interesting, fascinating to see. But this game, let's keep talking about this game and what happened in this one. Couple of big things. Kyrie Irving, 25 points, 10 assists, huge. Three offensive rebounds. Those were they were most they were mostly really clutch. <laughs> really, really clutch. And then 12 of 12 from the free throw line. Having a guy late in the games. That'll definitely, 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 definitely hit his free throws. Oh, you just love it. You just love it. It's great to see on Dallas Mavericks team when when Kyrie Irving on the court is gonna hit those free throws, and he did. He hit four big ones late, which ended up giving the, like sealing the game for the Mavericks. Kyrie was not great in the fourth quarter. Besides those free throws, there were some mistakes. He dribbled the ball off his foot. He was zero for four from the from the, from uh, the field. I didn't think he he didn't go like he didn't go take over this game, but he was there and gave gave him gave the game exactly what it needed, right? Like he, but he didn't go and take over this game in the fourth quarter, like we would expect. When you've heard a bunch of stats since Kyrie's been traded, you're like, oh, he's the number one scorer in the fourth quarter. All right, he's gonna go get a bucket. He struggled in this game. This was this was not his best game after that first after that first quarter and a couple other moments in this game. Uh, He he made some mistakes. The Mavericks made a ton of mistakes down the stretch, but Kyrie Irving led the team. Start. He's he's initiating this ball movement style of offense, and you got to love it. Ten assists for him. Lead led the game. He had ten assists. The Kings had twenty-one. <laughs> That's how different these teams played tonight. Um, couple other guys. Christian. Let's talk about Christian Wood, okay? Because this this is something that I think people may be confused on. So Christian Wood plays that first quarter. He goes out there, leads the team thirteen points, two awesome assists, hits couple of threes. Plus 18 when he he plays in those minutes. He only played five minutes in that first quarter. And you're like, all right, here we go. This is the Christian Wood that wants the revenge. And he played great. And I think that's the type of role Christian Wood's going to get is come off the bench, destroy these second units. Play the Bobby Porter role that Milwaukee plays him in. Destroy these second units. Be the mismatch against the second units. And then, start of the the second quarter, he's out there for like, what, two minutes. Forces the shot. I wrote down in my notes... Christian Wood lost the plot. (laughs) He's trying to force the offense. He lost the plot. Like He he didn't realize what got him that offense going in the first place. And then defensively, he he was just hurting them a lot. Like I I think one of the reasons why Christian Wood didn't play a lot in this game, JaVale McGee came in the game before him. JaVale McGee closed the game more so than Christian Wood did in this one because of Demontis Sabonis. Sabonis was going to kill Christian Wood in this game. And I think Jason Kidd wanted to have more size. But Christian Wood also, I think, played himself out of this game. The mistakes, forcing his own offense, the defense missing some rotations, um, just getting beat on a couple of, of a couple of drives and things. And I think he played himself out of this game. It's tough. It's tough when the when coaches don't trust you to do things because you're going to make mistakes and to come back and like prove them wrong. Like you gotta you gotta prove a, a big sample size for Christian Wood now. So th- that's why Christian Wood didn't play in this game. He was great in the first quarter. Gave him great stuff. One of the reasons why they won this game. But I think it was on him that, that, you know, he didn't get a lot of playing time. Like, what did he play in the second half? Christian Wood played in the second half five minutes. <laughs> he played five minutes in the first quarter, five minutes in the second half. And he was frustrated. You could see his body language. He, he's going to be frustrated at times like this. This is this is where he is. And if JaVale McGee is going to actually be good, then then his minutes are even more diminished. Let's talk about JaVale McGee, though. I mean, who is this guy? JaVale! This is the guy that, when Isaac at the beginning of the season was so high on the Christian Woods signing, I was like, hey, this is going to be so good for them. Just having having somebody else that can block a shot, that can get a rebound, that can be big in the paint. is going to be such a difference for this team. This is the type of player that Isaac envisioned because this is the player that Ravel McGee was in Phoenix last year. He played uh, almost 19 minutes, 11 points. He had nine boards, four of them on the offensive end, Two couple of assists. Didn't have any block shots, but altered a couple. Um, and he had a couple where he 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 forced the ball and like forced a drive, and he made one of them and missed another one badly, and forced like a mid range shot. And like I guess that stuff comes with Christian Wood, but Christian or with uh, with JaVale McGee, that stuff comes with JaVale McGee. But I thought JaVale McGee played really well. This is probably his best game of the season. He didn't block a ton of shots, but. If Javale McGee's back, that's huge for this team. They needed another big. We were looking at the buyout market, and I was not impressed with any of the names: Dwayne, Dwayne, Deadman, Serge Ibaka, uh, even Kevin, even like Kevin Love. If he gets bought out, like these names are just not. And Nerlands Noel, even like they're not inspiring a lot of stuff, like a lot of excitement in me. Javale McGee's played in playoff games. There's a chance Javale McGee, if he is rejuvenated now, because maybe of the Kyrie thing or something else, or just because it's second half of the season. If he's rejuvenated, he can play playoff minutes. And the Mavs need somebody else to play playoff minutes. We've seen Dwight Powell try to play it in, in playoff games. Maybe JaVale McGee becomes that too. Great game. Great game from him. Uh, Jaden Hardy. Let's go. A little, little, little taste. Hardy. Hey, let's go party. Jaden Hardy played a lot more confidently in this game. Came off the bench, played about 20 minutes, 12 points, plus 15 in this game. He only had one turnover. He hit four threes. Just confident playing off the ball. He hit that step back three at the end of the first quarter. They, they like ca- capped off that incredible quarter for the Mavericks. Uh, he had some really good moments in this game. There's a mo- oh, the moment I want to point out about Jaden Hardy that you just love to see. You love to see from Jaden Hardy. Is eight minutes, around eight minutes in the second quarter. He has a one-on-one with Malik Monk. Guy can get his own shot. And Jaden Hardy stays in front of him, plays great defense, doesn't foul, and Monk misses the shot over him. You love to see a moment like that. Then on the other end, Jaden Hardy drives and kicks it out to, to Josh Green for an open three. Like that sequence right there is so big for a guy like, like Jaden Hardy to prove that, all right, this is something he can do in the NBA, to play, to play great defense like that against the playoff team in the Kings and then do a driving kick on the other end. Like you, you need to put those, like string some of those plays together. Green missed the shot, but JaVale McGee got the tip out. Tipped it right back to Kyrie. He hit a three. Uh, the Mavericks, like around that time, Maverick got their biggest lead of 24 points. Jaden Hardy was, was huge in this game. Those four threes were massive. And uh, it's good to see him start stringing some some really solid plays together. Talked about Josh Green. Man, <laughs> just seeing his developments. Okay, another couple of weird things in this game. Theo Pinson getting 7 minutes in the fourth quarter. Like what happened with what happened? Is it just that I kind of wonder if it's just okay, Kyrie's played with Theo Pinson before. Maybe he'll he'll be comfortable in the fourth quarter playing with a guy he's played with before. And Theo did play well in the fourth quarter against the Clippers. Like he hit those threes. He scored 9 points in the fourth quarter, so maybe Jason Kidd does try to do this every once in a while. I've I've noticed the last 2 years. If somebody plays well the game before that doesn't normally play, he'll he'll give him a shot in the second game. Which I think is probably a player's thing. Like Jason Kidd was a player, and so he, (laughs) Jason Kidd played in the NBA. He played in the NBA. Jason Kidd played in the NBA, and so he probably knows. All right, if I play good one game, and then I don't get played by the coach the next game, that really probably hurts a guy's confidence. And so, so Jason Kidd played him in this game. He's done that a lot this season. He did it with McKinley Wright this year. He did it with Jaden Hardy. He's done it with. With Josh Green and other guys this season, if they play well one game, he plays them a little bit more the next game, or gives them at least another shot. So J- J- Theo Benson played late. He, uh, yeah, he didn't do a ton, but I didn't think he hurt them too much in the fourth quarter. He had one, he had one defensive like play where he just totally let the Kings drive right to the rim, and you're like, wait, what? What are you doing? Are you out there for defense? Are you out there for playmaking? Then he launched like a long three late in the shot clock. The Mavericks' offense kind of like went to crap late in this game. The, the, down the stretch, the mistakes on both ends were so big. The Kings had a chance. Kings had a real chance to win this game. They were mounting a comeback. So towards the end of the, you know, Mavericks were just keeping them, like, they're letting them keep, stay around, letting them stay around, letting them stay around. They cut it to like 10 with seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. Then all of a sudden, like they're just, they're letting them stay around. Mavericks, Mavericks are making mistakes. You have Kyrie with a, I'll travel late in the shot clock. Theo Pinson with uh, held on the ball too long with a shot clock violation. And then the Kings went on a nine Oh run. And it's like, okay, all of a sudden this is an eight point game. This is a, was yeah, it was a, yeah, it was a <laughs> he's not good. <laughs> Kings were getting momentum. The Kings crowd. There is one lady. If you listen to the Bally sports broadcast, there's one lady that was screaming right behind well and Harp's mics, like literally in the seats right behind them. And she was just screaming the whole time, force a turnover. Force a turnover. Let's go, Kings. Like just screaming, screaming. And uh, the crowd all of a sudden got into it. Fourth quarter, midway through the fourth quarter, the Mavericks were like, couldn't score, couldn't score. The Kings were starting to mount a comeback. And then all of a sudden, the Kings just started making a ton of mistakes. Dwight. Dwight got baited Damanis Sabonis into a couple of big fouls. And uh, he ended up fouling out late in this game. You had the uh, De'Aaron Fox with four minutes left go 0-2 from the free throw line. You had Kevin Herter miss a free throw late. Kevin Herter with three minutes left had the travel that was huge. And then the Mavericks got some big plays from Kyrie, drive and kick to Tim Hardaway with six minutes left. Huge three, momentum swinging three. Four minutes and 30 seconds left, Kyrie, drive. Kicks out to Bullock, who hit a step-back pump fake three and hit it. Uh, kept the Mavericks' lead at 10. That was a big, big moment. Kyrie, three minutes and 55 seconds left. Gets, gets an offensive rebound. Mentioned that those were huge earlier. Hits both of his free throws. Those are the clutch free throws I mentioned. Keeps the Extends the lead to 12. Uh, and then... Another good play where Tim Hardaway Jr. got a got a layup off of a Kyrie Irving like dribble handoff with with Dwight like diving in there and, and like kind of sealing the paint off for him and Tim Hardaway got a got a layup because everybody was focused on Kyrie. And that was kind of that actually almost sealed the game. Then Sabonis fouled out and then it was done. Good win for the Dallas Mavericks. We'll continue to talk about this team. Luca should be back. We got the we got the tease. Shams teased us. He's Shams Srania reported that Luca was supposed to play in this game on Friday night against the Kings, and then Luca practiced, his heel didn't feel didn't feel great, he felt some soreness afterwards, and so then he didn't play, and now he wasn't gonna play, they hope that he's gonna play against this Kings game, this Kings game is actually pretty big for the Mavericks, if they win this game against the Kings, they win the season series against the Kings, they also will be tied with the Kings in the standings, so they could move to three in the West, that's big, because they're a game back from the Kings right now, they're a game back from the Kings, they're one and zero against the Kings this season. They have one more game against them in March. So if they win this, they win the season series. That's the tiebreaker in the standings. They also move up to three. Like the first game with Luca and Kyrie, this is a big. This is a pretty big game. You're not calling it a must win this 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 late in the this early, I guess in the in the regular season still. But this would be a really good win. Wouldn't be a terrible loss, but it would be a, a really great win if the Mavericks can get away with it. I think they're going to be so energized. You saw Luca post on Instagram a picture of him and Kyrie, and then another picture of of Jason Kidd like coaching Luca, and then Kyrie in the corner with the ball. I'm like Luca's stoked. Luca is excited for Kyrie. He's excited to have somebody else on the team with him that he like respects. <laughs> He's had all these guys that, in their defense, have earned his respect. Brunson. Dinwiddie, Dorian, Dwight, like have earned his, earned his respect. Kyrie comes in and already has it. That's a huge difference. And I'm excited to see that in this game, hopefully against the Kings. Hopefully they get a win. It would be really big. Isaac and I will have a post game for you guys. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mabs. Peace out. Boom.